Hey there, lovely souls. I'm your host, Allison Toth, and I want to give you a warm welcome to Wishing You Wellness, the podcast where mental health meets spirituality. When it comes to rock bottom, I've been there more than once, and I know what it's like to wake up daily to mental health struggles. On this podcast, I share insight and stories to help motivate and inspire you and to help you feel less alone in this. In Wishing You Wellness, we talk inner child healing, mindset shifts, radical self-love, the art of intentional living, and so much more. Think of me as your mental wellness bestie. If you're ready to step into your power and change your life, just hit play. Hello, you guys. Welcome back to another week of Wishing You Wellness. It is so amazing to see you. If it's your first time here, hello. It's so great to have you. If you've been here since day one, what's up? It's so good to see you. Um, I'm doing Listener of the Week again, so special shout out to Miss Holland. I appreciate all the cute little messages you send me about how you're listening to the show on your walk and it's resonating. And I just, I have lots of love and appreciation for you. I'm also going to be doing a song of the week now for you guys, because if you follow my personal Instagram, you know this, but I'm constantly sharing songs because like my love language, literally my love language is sharing music with people. Like this song made me think of you is how I tell people I love them. So (laughs) the song of the week this week is fly me to the moon. In other words, by Bobby Womack. I heard it on euphoria and I've been playing it in my car every single day and it's just music to my ears. So I hope it's music to your ears, my listeners. Today is super exciting because I'm doing one of my favorite things and I'm bringing somebody back onto the show who I already interviewed. Um, We had a great talk the first time around about meditation, holistic healing, using cacao to open the heart, anxiety, all that good stuff. And today we're gonna talk about some more stuff. So welcome back, Dari Edwards. Um, She is amazing. She is a mindfulness mentor and a healing space holder in service to awakening souls and a life of conscious presence and cultivating peace. Isn't that right, Dari? Isn't that quite the intro? Yes, yes it is. So true. (laughs) Well, welcome. It is so good to have you back. And I don't know, I feel like you could introduce yourself just briefly for people who didn't hear your first episode. But if you want to keep it brief, you can. Yeah, I can definitely keep it brief. But thank you so much for having me first off. I'm really excited to be here. I feel like our vibe is so good. But yeah, I consider myself a mindfulness mentor and healing space holder. Lately, I've really been contemplating like transcending those labels and just like labels in general, because I could be seen as a guide, a healer. I am certified in Reiki. I'm certified in yoga teaching. Um, yeah, just all aspects of mindfulness and meditation. I'm currently going through a mindfulness and meditation teacher training right now as well. So just really getting that whole aspect of like holistic wellness, mindfulness, and really just helping heal the world and awaken more souls to Mm. mindfulness. Beautiful. Mindfulness has saved my life. So, I mean, this is a beautiful mission that you have. Like it, I think it's like the cure to anxiety. There is no actual cure for anxiety. Nothing on earth can stop the fact that we feel fear and doubt and stuff, but like that's that's pretty close. Like Yeah. Yeah, it's not about getting rid of those things, but really like understanding, you know, fear and doubt and helping actually utilize that to better understand ourselves. I saw this thing the other day. It was like don't get rid of the ego, learn how to utilize it to your best ability or something like that. That's how I feel about like anxiety. It's like, okay, understand that's an anxious thought. I get it. And now you can let it go and 
you know? Yeah, because not all anxiety is bad, right? Like for me, I'm a performer and I get anxiety right before I perform. Does that mean I shouldn't be doing it? No, it just means I have this hit of adrenaline because I'm about to do something that's important to me or that's like on display for people to see. Yeah, I've also been told that like excitement and anxiety can be attributed to like the same feeling almost. And I'm like, yeah, like in the body, you have the same like raised heartbeat and like different things like that. That's why I hate dating, like casually dating, because I go on a date and I'm like, do I like this person? Like, are these butterflies or is this an anxiety attack? Like, I can't tell the difference. Yeah. And that's where I feel like meditation has really helped me is I can go like inward and better understand like my energetic body. So it's like, okay, is this frequency anxiety? Is this my body telling me get away from that? Or is it actually like this excites me, this lights my soul on fire. Uh, yeah, the good kind of nerves, the jittery good kind of nerves. So yeah. the thing that Daria and I wanted to come on here and talk about today is something that's really close to both of our hearts. Um, she's going through an experience with this right now. I went through an experience with this several months ago. And so like, I feel like we can both really speak to this, but today we want to get into kind of deconstructing hustle culture and this mentality that we're grind, 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 your worth is based off your productivity, being quote unquote, that girl every day, like that whole, whole narrative, just kind of like debunking that and kind of breaking it down into smaller parts. And so Dari, I would like to open the floor to you and just kind of get your POV and kind of your experience, what you're willing to share. <laughs> yeah, I think there's so many pieces to this that we can like unravel. Um, first off, if people don't know, I do work at the Nike World Headquarters in Beaverton, Oregon. So I am working like a nine to five corporate desk job. And I've just realized like this hustle culture is ingrained into so much of our lives. Like, and living in the city as well, I like wake up in the morning and I hear cars outside. I hear people outside. I'm like, okay, I got to get up. I got to go, go, go. I got to do, do, do. And I'm all about slow living and understanding that slowness is really the key to like healing things like anxiety and depression. Um, and so coming into this job, when I chose to do this job, it has really actually like affected my mental health, I would say in a negative way, <laughs> coming into the corporate setting and be told to do, do, do all the time has really like been like, wow, a shock to my system. Mm -hmm. Like my physical health has declined slightly and it's like me like struggling to like upkeep like my wellness. Yep. It's like choosing mental and emotional wellness over like a job. That's kind of how it feels right now. Yeah. And I was, I was somewhere similar. I was working a job that was like 50, 60 hours a week of like a lot of lifting and moving and a lot of getting screamed at. And it was just not for me. And I, I got so sucked into the grind of it. Like it felt so good to come home and be like, I just worked a 16 hour day, ha ha ha. But then like I would spend my next day off the full day in bed. I would like not be able to go anywhere or do anything. I would be so depressed after work. And I was like, man, like there's gotta be a balance. Like I'm all for hustle culture in a healthy way. Like I'm all for like, especially the feminine led movement of like, yes, girl bosses, like, yes, my girl bosses, let's do this. Let's go. But like, I don't know. You know what I'm saying? Oh, a hundred percent. Like I get that. So like we work Monday through Friday, I'll come home and I feel like I don't have enough time, like until the next work day to like rejuvenate and really get myself like back in tune with my soul or like to go connect with nature. It feels like 
the time outside of work, I'm maintenancing what happened to my body during work. It's and I'm literally not even, the rat race. Like it's yeah. the rat race. <laughs> and I'm not even doing physical labor. Like you said, you were doing physical labor and like lifting and, you know, all these like actual like body actions. I'm here sitting at a desk and it still feels just as draining on my system. Yeah. Mm, and yeah. I, I really did think it was a corporate thing I was like I swore on my life it was a corporate thing but I think it's like a majority corporate thing because the corporate I currently work for at the mental health hotline is incredible and like they're so good about encouraging us to take breaks and like there's safe rooms and stuff but I work for a suicide hotline so like obviously they're going to value our mental health when I was a yeah. server when I was like a banquet server like different story Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think it's like the intentions and also how it resonates with your body. Like if you're doing something that really is not fueling your passion or like filling you up, it's draining you. If it's not filling you up, it's draining you. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And I'm all for like, you know, trying new things and making mistakes. But like, I feel like I wasted a lot of time throwing energy at something that I knew wasn't right and wasn't serving me anymore because it's hard to walk away. So I want to ask you, how do you know or do you know when it's time to walk away? Yeah, wow. This is, I think, some like real honest stuff is going to come out here because um, I actually signed a contract with Nike that's like, okay, you got to be here for 12 months or else. And I don't think I can like disclose like the or else part of it um, necessarily. But yeah, I'm here for 12 months. And I think at three, like, the three month mark, I think maybe two, three month mark, I was like, wow, this is not resonating. Like I wrote in my journal, I was like, my body's telling me to leave. My body is literally telling me to leave from acne breakouts to missing my cycle to physically feeling drained. I got COVID after two and a half years of not having COVID, like somehow I got COVID and I was like, that's weird. Like that's really weird all at the same time. It's like, my body is telling me to not be in this space, whether it's in Portland or at this job or both. Like I was noticing energetic symptoms, obviously prior to the physical symptoms and yeah, when to walk away. I think as soon as your intuition tells you to walk away, walk away. And this has been a battle, like an internal battle for me for the last like month, because I'm like, I want to leave. I want to go do something that fills me up, but I'm in this contract. And so this is where hustle culture is almost like tying you to it. Mm -hmm. There's these contracts, there's these, yeah. and if, you, if you're not in a physical like paper signed contract, it's like an agreement that you've made with coworkers or like, you know, they're like, oh, you can't leave us now. Like you have so much work to do here. Like we, we need your help. Like all these different things that are tying you to it. So it's like, yeah. when can you leave? Like, you know, I, I do want to leave. I do want to exit this <laughs> agreement to work at Nike and in this corporation. But, you know, I'm struggling with that right now. I think that's that's a really tough, wow. brutal, honest truth. <laughs> I, I'm so glad that you felt safe and like good to share that because that was so beautiful. And I'm so thankful for that transparency. Because as you know, I went through the exact same thing like three months before you did. And so Daria and I kind of leaned on each other in that time because we were going through the exact same thing. Um, I was working out in California and hilariously enough, we have similar situations. Like it's not that I'm not, I'm also not allowed to disclose what, but like I had a 12 month contract and it's pretty clear that I can't work for that company anymore, even though I left because of physical health reasons. Like I, my body got so sick 
from those hours and from working like that and from not taking care of my mental health that I was like barely a person. Like I had developed this like crazy asthma. I had developed like super crazy allergies. I was like exhausted all the time, super nauseous every day, just like not doing good at all. And then I came back to Missouri and I had to go to outpatient for a while because while they were figuring out the physical health stuff, they were like, your mental health is also screwed from being out in the desert and working these crazy hours, like not taking care of yourself. And so I think I never really had a clear like sign of when I needed to go, but I just remember one night I came home and was just bawling and bawling. My body hurt, like my feet were busted and they were bloody because I had worked like, oh, it was like 16 hours, 16 and a half hours. And I had worked like three events or something wild. Like it was just nuts. And I looked over my partner. I was like, yeah, uh, I, made $900 today, but like at the cost of my literal sanity, like I don't want to be here. Like this money doesn't mean anything. And that's when I had my moment was like, Hmm, it's time to get out of here because I love California, but this, this isn't good for me anymore. Yeah, girl, there's so many pieces here. Like, first off, I just want to say thank you for showing such immense strength and showing yourself that love to like actually make that decision to like get out of that. Um, and then also like, yeah, I'd rather be broke and happy than wealthy and super unhappy. And that's something I've noticed is like, I'll get a check, like obviously after like working a couple weeks here and I'm like, okay, like I, it feels like I need this money. Like I need to be paid this because of how I feel like it, I need this exchange. Like I've been so drained the last couple of weeks. Like, thank you for this. And obviously I create space for the money and I'm so grateful for this abundance and this opportunity, like so much gratitude in this, but also like, yeah, I would just, <laughs> I would rather be broke and happy, like doing what really like is in service to others and filling it, me up. It's better. It's better for you because when I, had my nervous breakdown at Death Valley, they transferred me to gardening because they were like, what department can you like do that you'll stay? And I was like, I'll be a fucking gardener. I would love to put my hands in the soil and be outside. So I started doing that. And within a couple of days, I noticed like my body feeling better and stuff. I'd already made plans to like get my health sorted and see surgeons back home. But like, I don't know, I felt so much better just being in a position that felt like aligned with my soul. And so I wanna ask you, Did this job initially feel like your dream job? Like when you were very first starting, was it like a dream come true? Yeah, I think so. I started loving the fashion industry when I was like 11 years old. I was watching like Project Runway, you know, with like Tim Gunn and everything. America's Next Top Model. Yeah, like for you. Exactly. Yeah, I was like super obsessed with fashion and everything having to do with the apparel industry at that point in time. Um, and then all the way up until like college and then in college, I was like, wow, I love yoga. I love holistic wellness. I love all these things. And that truly like, that was in my like period where I was healing from chronic depression and anxiety. So like, that was truly like showing me what my path was. And yeah, I, during that time got an internship at Nike and I was like, okay, like, I guess I could do this for a living. And I was already noticing signs. Like during that internship, I was, I was noticing signs. I was like, it's really draining. Like I need my yoga practice every day because it's so draining to me, even though we're virtual. Mm -hmm. And then I got the offer and basically it was like, okay, I'm graduating in two months. I can either have no job and no plan or I can go work for Nike with this salary that they've already given me, like, 
like, you know, it's basically like financial stability versus unknown. Yeah. And yeah, like I knew deep down that there was some other path for me that, you know, yoga and meditation, mindfulness, coaching and teaching is, is more so my path. And I, I knew that it wasn't necessarily right, but also I was hearing all the voices around me from my friends and family and just even random strangers telling me like, how could you pass up this opportunity? Like working at Nike, oh my gosh. Like I never heard one negative thing about Nike. And so I was like, okay, like, I guess I would be, like, I was told I would be dumb if I didn't take this opportunity. And I, I would have to say, yeah, I did give in to pressures outside of me when I accepted this position. And not that the entire position doesn't resonate with me. Like there's some aspects that are really cool, like the campus and the architecture. And there's so many elements, like the benefits and stuff. There's so many elements that are really amazing yeah yeah (laughs) lots of pros but it doesn't align with my soul and my path and yeah I would say that I definitely did notice that when I accepted it but also a part of me was still choosing from ego I I think there's a beautiful message in there that like just because something is good for you doesn't mean it's your purpose like just because a job is okay it's great it's got good benefits good pay it looks good to mom and dad like that if it doesn't set your soul on fire, if it's not truly what you want to be doing in this world, mm-hmm. then what, you know? Yeah, then what, exactly. Yeah, I was like, what am I going to do? Like, that was basically, they gave me 30 days to decide. I was like, okay. In those 30 days, I didn't decide until like the 30th day because I was like, I'm not really sure like <laughs> um, what to do if I don't take this job. <laughs> like, I would have no job. And yeah, I guess it was like fear fear that really made me decide yep yep and when we choose out of fear it comes from like a place of like whatever we can get I feel like yeah and I I guess I don't regret that decision at all because then I wouldn't have learned all of these things that I have learned you know um there and I've learned so much in the past couple months like about myself about the world around me um and that's just a full resume builder like you literally worked at nike like i know i know such a great experience like really great networking opportunities so i think throughout this whole experience there has been underlying peace and gratitude through everything um and yeah i would say that like i have been prioritizing my mental health like extremely every day i'll go home and meditate and you know do grounding practices and energetic release practices like shaking like letting go of the things that aren't serving me so i was gonna say how do you recommend our listeners to let go of anxiety what's an easy practice or a trick or something that you like to use yeah so recently it's been connecting with breath like i've been noticing when i'm anxious the physical feelings in the body um it's like my shoulders like a lot in the chest and shoulder area it'll be like really crunched or like you know just like uh just not good you know you feel those densities so really connecting with your body not being scared to like place your hand on your heart and place a hand on your belly and taking deep, slow breaths in through the nose and out through the mouth. And really, I mean, inviting in positive thoughts 
And, you know, you can actually choose your thoughts. Some, I mean, sometimes there are definitely like illnesses and disorders where it make it very hard to do so. Um, but doing your best to invite those positive thoughts in. And if not, just inviting the breath in. Yeah. Inviting the breath into every part of the body and allowing yourself to release tension. If you're sitting in like a yoga pose for five minutes, like even if you do one yoga pose for five minutes, like that's better than nothing. Just taking like a small action to like release that energy, like let it go at least a little bit. Um, but lately it's been really just coming back to the breath, like noticing, oh, in this moment, I like held my breath for 30 seconds because I was like, I don't know how to do this. <laughs> yeah, the power of the breath blew me the hell away. So I have never been on, well, since my traumatizing flight, I haven't been on a plane sober, like not one time. And when I flew back from Vegas to move back home, I got on the plane and did not have Xanax because I have quit taking them. I don't take them anymore. And I was like, how am I going to get through this? And I didn't have anything. Like I just, I felt like it was just me at the mercy of the universe. And all I had was my breath. And I remember thinking in my head, like you can use square breathing. You can use box breathing to calm down. Like if you can stay somewhat calm, you'll still be anxious, but you won't be having a panic attack. And like, that's, that's the sweet spot for me on airplanes is for me to not be trying to get off the plane. Like that's where we want me. We want me like lightly sedated, but without having to need medication. We need me lightly meditated. <laughs> meditated, exactly. And something like, I do love box breathing. That one really helps me, but also simply just like breathing in through the nose and then like an exhale with an open mouth, like, mm -hmm. like really just like, I think it's called lion's breath or something. Yeah, the... <laughs> yeah, like literally just like letting it out like you're fogging a mirror almost or ujjayi breath, which is ocean breath, you know, like like making an audible inhale and audible exhale. It sounds like the ocean. Yeah. Oh, I like that. <laughs> really calming. Um, yeah, just like different breath work practices that really aren't too complicated. So you're not like stressed about something else or anxious about something else, but yeah, just allowing yourself to expand lungs, expand the chest area, like rolling the shoulders back and down. And yeah, affirmations too. Lately, it's been like, I'm safe, you know, I'm safe. Oh my God, wait, I wrote down an affirmation that was so helpful to me last night when I was feeling Yay. some anxiety. Yay. Um, I'm gonna write this I, down for when I fly to San Diego in a month, let me see. <laughs> Yeah, I am capable of taking care of myself in all the ways that I truly need. Yeah, I'm capable of taking care of myself in all the ways I truly need. No need to chase, no need to search, no need to seek. It's already in you. Yeah, it's all within you. And of course, like support helps like friends and family, loved ones. But last night, like, oh my gosh, do you want to hear a story? I always want to hear a story. So last night I was walking down the street and I noticed that this man was like following me, like this homeless man. And I was walking down the street in Portland and I like come up to my apartment, like walk into my apartment, make sure that he's not following me in the door, like close the door and everything. He sits down on my front steps and just like waits there for me. I'm like, okay, like kind of creepy. Go upstairs and I look down like through my window and he's still sitting on the steps for like another 30 minutes. But he also like whips out a crack pipe and starts smoking crack like right on my front step. Did you get a hit? <laughs> no. 
I was like, oh my God, I need to like keep my windows closed so this air like like he's like exhaling like these drugs. I'm sorry. I'm like, I can't like and I was like, first of all, just like kind of fearful because I'm like, okay, does he have any like malintentions? Like just not good intentions yeah, I, I to like I don't know the effects of crack, but I does it make you like erotic? I don't know. I'm scared. Yeah, I'm not sure. Like he started acting really weird after that, but I was kind of just keeping an eye like outside. At least I'm not on like the first floor. Like I'm up a couple floors, so I could see from above. But still, I was like, this is like I'm noticing some symptoms of anxiety in my body right now. Like mm -hmm. that's your nervous system, baby. It's trying to keep you safe. Oh my gosh. Yeah, that was crazy. Just... Like how our nervous system reacts the same way to that experience as it does to something like super, super harmless. Like when you're about to give your presentation in front of like 10 people or yeah. when you're like trying to people please and you just feel that little, that anxiety, it feels like the same thing. And I remember reading something about how like the reason panic attacks feel so life or death is because like back when they were cavemen, like if you got tossed out of the group, like social mm -hmm. rejection, that means death and so now as modernized humans we interpret rejection and like social rejection as death like it's yeah. like the worst thing we think sometimes yeah i think i mean this might be a little bit different but something that i'm noticing coming up here too is like your appearance your outward appearance to others and how that is in all of this like hustle culture you know coming to work i notice a lot of women you know put on a lot of makeup and like dress up really nice and i've like in suits and things here and i'm like okay like yeah we're in a corporate setting but also we work for a sportswear company like how is like a suit you know like how does that kind of play in and it's like you know in order to ease anxiety, I noticed that some people will put on makeup and no judgment, no negative judgment towards that at all. Like putting on makeup or making yourself look better can definitely make you feel better. But how does that also tie in to hustle culture, do, 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 go, 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 needing to look and act a certain way? Um, yeah, I just think that's really interesting. Wow, yeah, dude, agreed. And so, I have another question for you. How do you manage, because I assume you have anxiety. The reason I assume that is because usually people who become healers and like people who guide other people with anxiety struggled personally. So like, how long have you personally struggled with anxiety and like, how have you found is the best coping for you? Because I know you're all holistic, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah, so I, actually in high school was chronically depressed. I didn't notice as much anxiety. I think it was tied in a little bit, but it was mostly depression. And then throughout college, it was like a little bit of anxiety and depression. So I would say the anxiety piece, maybe only like three and a half years, really not too long. Um, but I was recently told by like a clinical therapist that I'm not diagnosed with like anxiety. Um, so it's not like an actual like illness for me. Um, it's just something that does come up. I mean, naturally, obviously living in a city and with like the corporate life and everything. Um, and that also I'm, I haven't been like chronically depressed for a while. So I don't struggle with depression or anxiety anymore. And I attribute that to like all of my practices. And was the second part of your question, like, how did I help that? Yeah. Yeah. I definitely started with like simple yoga practices. So at my university, I just started taking yoga and doing that twice a week immensely helped my mental health. And also I know it doesn't seem like the easy thing to do and I don't think it is the easy thing to do but allowing yourself to sit with yourself and to know yourself 
that is the number one thing to get to know yourself better. Even if you feel like a lack of self-love, if you feel insecurity, if you don't like you struggle with loving yourself and all these things, um, like I think that just getting to know yourself and getting to foster that self-love is really one of the like biggest stepping stones to bettering your holistic wellness mm -hmm. because then you're going to start to make choices that are really aligned with your your highest self and your highest you good and yourself yeah. yeah yeah learning to take care of yourself and love yourself and nourish in all the ways I think also another one of the things that really helped me was what I was eating and what I was drinking like getting that alcohol out of the system and of course like in moderation okay yeah I love like glasses everything of wine in yeah coming Going from her sister over here everything in moderation besides pills guys right exactly yeah so just really noticing what you're eating and what you're taking into your body and it can be like physically what you're eating and consuming and also energetically so the what news you watch. Of, mm -hmm, what kind of like music you're listening to? What books are you reading? What shows are you watching? Who are you surrounding yourself with? What vibes are in your like in your space all the time? Just starting to notice. Whose Instagram do you scroll through every day? I feel like that's a big one because if we're we're in this generation where it's normal to spend like two, three hours a day on social media, think about what your brain is consuming in those two to three hours. Like, is it mindless bullshit is it jealousy or is it like truly inspiring things because over the past like year i found my side to what i or found my way to what i call the side of instagram that's like the good side of instagram and like i'm so inspired by the instagram that i scroll through now because it's all like these badass women doing cool things all these podcast hosts these authors these healers and it's stuff that i'm genuinely excited to see but a year ago i was scrolling through instagram and i was like who are these bikini models? Aren't like no hate to the bikini model community, but like that's all I'm seeing. When did I like click subscribe to this shit? Yeah, I think a technology detox is so helpful for anxiety as well. I really noticed such a decrease in like negative thinking patterns in comparison to others. And simply the act of scrolling can be like you're taking in so much information at once it's like your brain is like what do i do you know we're not necessarily hardwired to move so fast and that's where i think like slow living is so important mm -hmm. um just like slowing things down a little bit you know like monitoring mm -hmm. your social media time for sure is part of that i have my behind me i have my safe that i have to put my phone in because i literally don't have self-control but i know that about myself and i'm self-aware enough so when it's time for my nightly time i just slip her in there i lock it can't get it out yeah sometimes it's tough like especially in the morning when i'm like trying to wake up i like want to look at my phone to like wake me up and it's like tough to not do that and that's like the worst time to look at your phone and that's what makes it so hard is because like the beginning of the day your fresh day should just be focused on you and your intentions mm -hmm. and what's going on in your brain and when yeah. the first thing you do for me it's responding to people's texts like i want to text people back and i'm like okay i love everyone in my life but there's no one in my life who i need to be putting above myself and before me at the beginning of a day like i'll do me i'll take care of me then i got it i got everybody i got y'all but like if I just jump straight into pouring from my empty ass cup, it's not going to go well. Yeah, like me and my boyfriend are doing long distance, so it's really tough for me to like not hop on and like automatically text him like in the morning. But lately it's been so helpful to just take a few deep breaths before I get out of bed. Like notice, like wake up to 
the fresh air, like big lungs full of breath. And then, you know, starting like lighting incense and then making my cacao and then just <laughs> romanticizing <laughs> you know. your morning, Dari. Yes, I know. I light incense in the morning even more now because of your romanticize your mornings episode. <laughs> I love that so much. Did you ever watch the workshop or did you just hear the episode? No, I just heard the episode. Oh my gosh. I uh, So for the workshop, I dressed up in rave clothes because I was like, guys, I'm sending home the message that if you want to romanticize your life and be the main character, you can. Literally anytime I do anything, if I'm journaling, if I'm showering, if I'm cooking, there has to be music, there has to be incense. Like I just love to take time to enjoy those small moments because that's all we have. Like the future isn't real, the past isn't real, nothing's real besides the present moment. And I know that's way out there for a lot of my new listeners, I'm sorry, stay with me. But like the present moment, that's what we have. That's what we can physically feel and call ours. Yeah, be here now, I love that. <laughs> be here now, baby, Eckhart Tolle vibes, I love it. Yeah. Okay, so my Zoom is yelling at me because we've been having too much fun and talking for a while and I need to update my Zoom premium. So, Dari, thank you so much for coming on. I feel like, yeah, I did not expect this episode to be this long and I just looked down and it said 444 left. Oh, I'm yeah. getting confirmation that that was a good episode and that that shit is going to like resonate for some people. I'm hoping it will. In conclusion, breathe more, romanticize your life, and prioritize your well-being, babes. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and you don't have to hustle 24-7. You can no. hustle, like, way less than that and get more done. It's more about taking care of yourself, finding that balance, and mm -hmm. doing what you love, doing what actually feels good. Yeah, choose you in every moment. In every moment, choose yourself. I want that tattooed on my head. <laughs> Well, thank you again, Dari. I love you. Um, you guys, thank you for being here. It means so much to me. I just came up on 3,000 streams, which felt really freaking unreal. And I know that I get caught up in metrics sometimes, but like, guys, come on. Can you imagine 3,000 times people were like, yeah, I'll give this a listen. Oh, Amazing. I'm, I'm just so, yeah, I'm overwhelmed and grateful and just like so happy. So thank you guys for being loyal listeners, especially those of you who choose to tune in week after week. Um, as you know, I'm doing listener of the week. If you would like to be entered for that, just shoot me a message, just saying anything that resonated with you. And I pick out of those people every week. So I hope that you all have a beautiful, beautiful Friday. It's Friday, right? Tuesday. Oh, Tuesday. I've done that so many times. <laughs> it's because it feels like a Friday to me. Like, mm -hmm. and I've been working for eight days straight. I'm fine. Forever Friday. Forever Friday, baby. Rebecca Black. <laughs> all right, you guys. <laughs> this has been so real. This has been so much fun. I will see you next week. This has been wishing you wellness.